think at the end of the day though, for the US to decarbonize, we need to make price parity between the carbon yep. solution of today versus the decarbonized solution. Like it, it's it's gonna come down to dollars and like we're, we're finally seeing that with all of our investments in the technology of like solar and wind. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explain, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Elkazarin. Jeff, quiz time. We haven't done this yet, but you have to guess, how much does U.S. residential household energy consumption contribute to carbon emissions? I like this as a new segment. We should do this on other episodes. My guess is 40%. Ooh, you are twice as optimistic as um, I thought you would be. It's actually 20%, so you were close. Oh, wow, that's pretty high. Today's show, we're talking about Arcadia, a climate conscious company. That's a tongue twister focusing on energy bills. Yeah, so I will take a pause and go into mythology because when I Google searched Arcadia, this is the first thing that popped up. But in mythology, Arcadia was a mysterious place full of mythical creatures living in it, such as nymphs or nature spirits, dryads, question mark, or triads, druids, maybe druids or tree spirits, centaurs or half human, half horse warriors, and other non-human beings, including several gods and goddesses. So I wonder if in naming Arcadia, this is something here. I don't know. Did that come up in the history? Maybe you can tell me later, Jeff, but um, <laughs> I didn't know what I've heard of the name before. And I think there's also like a show or something about like, I'm sure there's cities named Arcadia that I've heard of before as well. I think no, there's totally. an Arcadia in California. <laughs> well, to quote from Arcadia's website, which I like this, they're super concise. So kudos to the marketing team, the product marketing team for putting this together. But Arcadia is a tech company empowering energy innovators and consumers to fight the climate crisis. Our game-changing software and APIs unlock energy innovation by creating unprecedented access to the data and clean energy needed to decarbonize the grid. Whoa, I love that. Lots of grok, but it's like it has everything that you need there. Yeah. But I personally love Arcadia. I love this company. I love what they're trying to do to decarbonize the electrical grid. I think that's super important. You know, it's 20% of the U.S. carbon emissions are coming from household energy consumption. So that's a massive place to, to start attacking. I've actually also been a customer since I think 2017, maybe 2018. And, you know, I just want to also caveat this episode that I'm like a huge electric grid nerd. Like I'm going to go a little <laughs> bit deep right now. And so Jeff, you can pull me out of the weeds like, if I need to, but the electric grid is super complex and it, a huge passion topic for me. Like I said, um, I interned as a smart grid intern back in 2010. So this is 12, 13 years ago, um, looking at it, all the technologies that were coming. So internet of things from smart thermostats all the way to advanced metering infrastructure, AMI and, and smart meters. And, you know, what does the future look like of, of the grids? And it's, it's super cool to kind of see how we've been moving towards that. I mm -hmm. think we've been moving too slow, but now I feel like it's, it kind of feels like the tipping point where like we realize that climate change is such a big important thing so we need to start moving faster so i've been working tangentially on this for the past you know two and a half three years or so but one of the first important things for our audience to know about arcadia is that this business model is only enabled because of deregulation so mm. what does that actually mean so before deregulation utilities were monopolies so put on your monocle and take out your $40, <laughs> do not pass go, whatever you want to say. 
But basically what this means is that if you're a customer living in a regulated area and you live in an apartment or a house or really anywhere because everyone needs electricity. So, you know, it's a monopoly, but you only have one choice. So, Jeff, like, you know, for example, if you lived in a regulated area, you had, you know, like town utility company X and they would transmit your electricity. They would charge you for electricity and Mm -hmm. they were the only option that you had. You couldn't find anyone else to do that. Hmm. What deregulation has done is it allows for customer choice. So now this means that, and this is where it's a little bit tricky because there's a physical wires that actually need to go to your house to transmit electricity. We haven't gone full, you know, Nikolai Tesla and transmitting large scale utility grid electricity wirelessly. That would be Mm -hmm. awesome because then you could have full (laughs) customer choice. Um, So you still have like physical wires coming into your house, but now in deregulated markets, you can basically buy electricity on the open market. And so you can choose from an energy service company to provide you the actual energy, Um, not the transmission because you only have one line going into your house. You might have two lines. I don't know. Um, Like one of like the most deregulated markets is the Texas electrical grid. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a Texas customer might have like 15, 16 different utility companies that they can choose from. To, to supply them electricity. So Arcadia is essentially an ESCO, um, you know, not the perfect classification for the company, but it's a nice like, simplified <laughs> mental model here. So this what this means for Arcadia is that you sign up for their services and they're going to provide the energy for your home. So, you know, let's say that you're turning on, you know, 10 100 watt toasters. So now you have a kilowatt of energy that you're using. You'll buy, sorry, in kilowatt hours rather. So you're buying one kilowatt hour from Arcadia and Arcadia is going on the open market and sourcing that mm. electrical power. They're providing this energy from you that's going to your home. You're still paying your utility that you have been using. So for me here in Rochester, I use Rochester Gas and Electric. They still maintain all of like the, essentially the plumbing, like the physical connections to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm paying for the actual energy to be purchased by Arcadia. So what I love about Arcadia is that it's 100% renewable energy. So I'm living in this deregulated area. And so I'm able to, to purchase this, you know, 100% clean energy. And because I, I know that's a huge part of my carbon footprint, it's 20% on average. Um, and so the way that they're sourcing this clean energy is through two ways. So most people, they're doing it through something called renewable energy credits or RECs. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like, hey, this wind farm in Texas is producing, you know, 10 megawatts of energy. We'll sell you 15 credits. And so that means that 15 kilowatt hours of this power is yours. And so they can only mm-hmm. sell up to like however much power that they're generating, but it's basically a certificate that the wind farm is selling. Yeah. The other way that Arcadia is empowering clean energy is, uh, and this is a newer initiative, a newer product for them is through community solar. So they're actually getting bulks of people bulk of people to or mat critical mass rather of people to sign up for uh renewable energy and then they're building net new solar farms mm. so this is really cool because it's, it's adding actual new electricity to the grid not just buying yeah. a credit for existing. something that's already right. existing um so it's a nice like extra increase to, to drive the flywheel so um that's Arcadia in a, in, a, in a nutshell for like what the company's doing and like the context there. It's a little bit longer th- than normal, but Jeff, I don't know if you have any questions there before I dive into the customer experience because that was a it was a lot of me talking. Yeah, no, that's super interesting, and I'm glad that I'm chatting with you about it because I, I am definitely not the domain expert here in California. We also only have like one choice, uh, and that's PG&E, 
and people have like complained about PG&E in the past. Essentially, like you're buying a commodity, right? And mm-hmm. so like electricity is electricity, but the question is like, where are you sourcing it from? And today you don't really have the choice because when you buy a house or rent an apartment, they're like, cool, here are the people that you need to talk to to hook up your electricity, your phone bills, et cetera. And they're the ones that kind of monopolize the area. You don't really have like any other options. And that's always really frustrated me in the past. Sometimes you have this like pseudo choice as well. I'll speak more to like internet providers, for example. But like in the past, I had was like kind of forced to use Xfinity with Comcast because they were the only gig internet providers in the area. And then AT&T was like, hey, we're also offering this. And so I switched because I was really sick of like Xfinity's like pricing and poor customer service and yada, yada, yada. And then they had a bunch of outages too that I just kind of like threw my hands up as I'm done with this. Um, But yeah, until they offered a competitive service, I wasn't able to actually like move away. And I can see where something like this would be really awesome where, you know, technically there's no other company providing this energy other than PG&E. However, there's a proxy way to kind of buy that energy off the grid via clean means. Um, And like to your point, like maybe like tokenizing that um, and purchasing some sort of credit or token towards that. Yeah, no, totally. I think another good like analog is like utility, not utilities, but cable bills. Like I remember mm-hmm. like back in the day, DirecTV was such a game changer because like so many people didn't have access to literal cable wire going into mm-hmm. like their home so they could just install like a dish. Like I said, like we don't have like wireless electricity. I'm going to say yet because I'm a futurist, but <laughs> we don't have that. I, don't, I doubt we ever will, but um yeah, that's essentially what that is, is. It's providing customers choice. So to talk through like what the customer experience is for Arcadia. So you essentially sign up um, on Arcadia.com and um, connect your utility to Arcadia. So you have to be in an eligible area that's deregulated mm-hmm. and also Arcadia serves. So it's it's definitely like a highly regulated industry. So, But once you sign up for Arcadia services, Arcadia is basically going to handle all of the billing. So they have a direct API that they interface with your utility to basically understand how much electricity that they actually need to um, pay for and, and, and bill for. So then you, the customer, are now paying Arcadia every month instead of your utility company. So from I don't get a bill from Rochester Gas and Electric anymore that I pay for. Arcadia pays for it. Mm-hmm. Um and then I pay Arcadia. So it's really set it and forget it, which is yeah. really nice. Like, you know, energy bills are super complex like jeff i don't know if you've ever looked at it doesn't make any sense i hate to, it yeah. yeah exactly it doesn't make any sense There's to like, like most tiers people. and then yeah like the prices go up like every three months and you know you don't understand why totally you, all, the only time you hear about it is when your like friends are complaining like oh were your energy bills this much like i don't feel like i was using more and it's just because like you know it's a supply and demand issue so sometimes the prices just go up and you're using it the same or even less and you're paying more so that can be really frustrating Totally. And so it's, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. It's like, and it has all these terms on like that don't mean anything to like the average consumer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are both engineers and like, even I get tripped up with kilowatts versus kilowatt hours and just mm-hmm. like all of like the, even like natural gas that I get supplied. It's like BTUs versus like, like therms. I'm like, this is yeah. insane. Like anyways, Arcadia has a really nice dashboard on their website that you, when you log into, so you can see where your power came from. So I can see here on mine that my power came from a wind farm in in Texas over like the past. So it's South Plains in Lockney, Texas from February 23rd to March 28th. It's I had 485 kilowatt hours of clean and renewable energy. So that's really cool to me that I can see this. Um, It also tells me the pounds of CO2 that I saved 
the month from February 23rd to March 28th, my, my billing cycle. So I can see that I've avoided 436 pounds of carbon um, dioxide into the atmosphere. So that to me is like what I want to see as a, as a customer. Yeah. Like that's like super important to me. I'm probably paying a small premium for it. And so that's what, what I'll get into next is, you know, Arcadia's business model. So it's not a hundred percent clear to me. And so I'm going out of limb and guessing here, but my guess is that they're charging some form of service fee to the customers. Honestly, I have not seen any increase in my bill. Like my understanding when I signed up for it was that it was actually just essentially free to me. Like they were able to basically find like arbitrage somehow in the market to basically provide the service for me and also jumpstart the the market. I don't know if that's changed. I actually could look up into my Rochester Gas and Electric account and see like what the S-code charge is. But to be 100% transparent, like I haven't seen like an increase in, in my electric bills. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like baked in um, to the cost. And I feel like this is, the cost that I should be paying is, is the higher cost for that cleaner energy. So I'm 100% fine if it's like a couple extra dollars like a month. Yeah. It's like not it's not doubling my bill by any means or it's not mm-hmm. anything crazy. It's just like going to be that small like service fee. And I think they're providing a great service here. I was just going to say, I might have some insight on this. So the reason why Mike and I were chatting about episodes that we wanted to cover or companies and Arcadia came up because I was doing some research into Truebill and Truebill is the one who offered Arcadia, like they're partnered with them and they're like, hey, you should sign up with Arcadia. I don't remember if there was some kickback or something, but Arcadia was like, hey, for five bucks a month, mm. uh, you know, we'll, we'll provide these services. What I was a little confused by was Truebill pitched it as if I would save money and then I saw a fee and I wasn't sure like, how does Arcadia save money? So I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not exactly sure how, if or how they actually like can reduce the overall cost of my bill in exchange for this $5 a month fee. But for the folks at home, it, it's like a small nominal like subscription fee basically is what is how I understand it. Yeah, totally. And and to be 100% honest, I think it's utility bills are so not transparent. So like, I think yeah. it's, it could also be like by design. It also could, could also be really hard for Arcadia to standardize just because they're serving like, you know, you in California and me in Rochester, New York. And yeah. like it could, it's, it's, it's not going to be one size fits all because there's actually like a super fragmented market. There's 3,300 utilities in the US, which is like a mind blowing number. It's a super yeah. fragmented market and like, you know, just crazy. But I have to guess as well that Arcadia is also able to capitalize somehow. I'm just guessing here on. Um, utility incentives or government incentives that yeah, have yeah. initiatives and money and buckets of money to clean up the utility grid. So they're actually willing to, you know, subsidize this cost to, to customers. So I'm sure there's some aspect of that, but it's not hundred percent clear to me, but that is my long story long. I'm looking at the, the clock here and I, I spent probably the longest intro here of like 15 minutes on like <laughs> what Arcadia is, but I, I thought it was super important to just kind of walk through, you know, my TLDR for folks that are not familiar with the, the energy space yeah. as I am. And I'll catch up here with a really short history of the product because again, like there's not too much here, but the founder's name is Kiran Raju. He grew up in Appalachia, which I think is like the North Carolina-ish area. And that is like a coal first region. So he kind of had grown up with this non-renewable energy source um, that wasn't very eco-friendly. And in 2014, he had actually founded Arcadia with this intention to give people an option to choose renewable energy because there was no choice. In 2015, their first member, which was a customer from Kentucky, they had their power bill match with a, a clean wind energy option, which I think is really cool. And, uh, you know, in their little bio on the website, they said that person is still a customer till today. So um, I thought that was a really awesome little factoid. That's amazing. One thing I'm going to say about like seeing this, you know, Quran growing up in Appalachia and like a coal region and the first customer being in Kentucky. 
when I was an intern in 2010 for this wholesale power company called American Municipal Power, they were based in Ohio and a good portion of their power generation was coal. And the last like three weeks of my internship, I actually got to go to a coal fire plant. And Jeff, like it's mind blowing, like seeing things that big, <laughs> just mm-hmm. getting burned is insane. Yeah. Like I was on the Ohio River and you see like barges flowing down from Appalachia, like the coal mining area, mm-hmm. just barges the size of like a two-story house filled with coal that yeah. are getting burned on a daily basis. It's just mind-blowing and mind-numbing to yeah. see that getting built. And then like just like the conveyor belts it, and me as an engineer, I'm like, this is actually kind of cool to see the cold engineering that's with it. But it's just like mm-hmm. me as an environmentalist is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, fuck. Like, yeah. we're seeing like yeah. this is like two houses like worth of coal just getting burned. But it, it's a crazy thing to see. And it, it's like, I don't know. After seeing that, it would like just solidify me of like having my personal North Star being combating climate change and fo- focused on sustainability. Yeah. But- and it's really tough because I think a lot of people don't realize that their electricity is not coming from a clean source. Like it's it's getting transferred from a non-renewable source into a renewable source. Um, so this is this is why this is important. Totally. And, and you know, it's, it's like the way that we've been able to scale and grow has like been great. And, you know, our like, you know, we've been able to live like the American dream for, for so long. And now it's just like time to change and innovate that to mm-hmm. something that's like not burning dinosaurs for our, for our fuel yeah. and like ruining um, our, our environment. But yeah, we can talk who Arcadia is for. I would say like, I'm definitely their target customer. Like yeah. I'm like super passionate about the environment. I want to be more sustainable in my life. And I want to like put real dollars behind that too. So I'm willing to actually, you know, convert my, all of my electricity and pay a small premium. I wouldn't even care if it was double. Uh, don't tell Arcadia. Arcadia, if you listen, please don't double my bill. <laughs> um, but I think like I'm definitely like the tip of the iceberg there. But I think at the end of the day, though, for the U.S. to decarbonize, we need to make price parity between the carbon yep. solution of today versus the decarbonized solution. Like it, it's it's going to come down to dollars. And like we're, we're finally seeing that with all of our investments in the technology of like solar and wind energy that it's actually cheaper to install that on a grid sa- grid side versus installing a new like like a new coal plant for example so i love to see the pure economics winning and so that is just amazing to see Another important thing about Arcadia's customers, as I mentioned, like you have to be in a deregulated utility market. I don't have the list like right up in front of me, but I believe it's, um, I mean, I mean I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's 16 states that are deregulated in the United States. Um, mm. it might, or, it's, or it might be 16 regulated states that are still left. I can't remember. 16 just <laughs> stands One out One way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So our listeners can correct me after the fact. So you have to be living in a, a deregulated market for Arcadia to work. But just to talk through about like what the renewable energy market like has looked like and has grown. So in 2019, 11% of the global primary energy is coming from renewables. It's really, really interesting with renewable energy because it is a bit of like a, it's a bit of an intermittency problem. So mm-hmm. if you look at traditional energy production in the US, it's all been large scale plants that are always on 100% of the time. And that's just called base load. So those are the coal plants. You know, it's like we need mm-hmm. to turn on like four giant <laughs> big things of coal, four giant coal plants to just power like Louisville, Kentucky, for example. And they're going to always be on. And so we know we can plan for it. It's going to be consistent because we know that. There's, you know, 200,000 people there and they're always turning lights on at a certain time. With renewables, it's like, it's it's gotten better, but it's harder for, like, you know, the wind only blows at, the wind isn't blowing all the time, and the sun's not shining all the time. So you're going to have this 
intermittency mm-hmm. of kind of like leveling off and that's yeah. where you need to have batteries to supplement that and but it's mm-hmm. gotten way better now so it's interesting to see that that's grown and like how that's challenging i know i have a couple of friends that work in the the grid scale power storage I mean that's like gonna be a super important part to that um, piece as well but it's also interesting if you look at the united states from location to location it's so variable on how clean your grid is. The um, Mm. U.S. um, government agency called the Energy Information Administration has a great website where you can actually type in your zip code. I think it's the EIA. But anyways, the U.S. government does have a source where you can type in your zip code and you can see like how much of your energy is actually renewable or like what what the you know how sustainable it is essentially and how carbon intense it is. So for me in upstate New York, it's actually not that dirty. And the reason for that is because of two things. Like, A, we live next to Niagara Falls, so we're getting a ton of hydropower. And then we also have a nuclear power plant here as well. And so like, the rest of it is like a little bit of coal and a little bit of natural gas. But that only makes about like 15 to 20% of, of our grid. But by you, Jeff, like, I don't know what it is. I'm guessing that it's probably partly nuclear, maybe some coal as well. But I have no idea if I'm guessing in, in, in California. I don't know if you know. I have no clue. I do know that there's been like, uh, a shift towards like I think more clean energy, like a higher percentage of clean energy. There was like a bill passed last year, and again they were saying like, oh, it might be roughly like a five to ten dollar increase in your overall bill due to uh, this like new mix of the energy sources that you're getting, which I think people were happy to pay. So, but I don't know exactly like what type of renewable energy, whether it's nuclear or hydro or solar or whatever. Yeah, no, it, it makes total sense, and and this goes back to like it's it's not transparent, you know, and I think mm-hmm. Arcadia, yeah. like kudos to Arcadia for like making it more transparent. You know, it's like I have 485 kilowatt hours that I saved and 436 pounds of CO2 that I avoided. And it, it actually gives me the energy analysis on my dashboard. So I can see like, hey, like 125 pounds of coal were uh, averted or 1400 cubic feet of natural gas were avoided. So I really appreciate that. It gets like super like specific for like what mm-hmm. I, me, like here in up- Rochester, New York that that I'm avoiding. So yeah, I could talk about this for all day, but I'm a, you know, TLDR is like, I'm a huge fanboy of Arcadia and Arcadia is for folks in the deregulated market. So anything you want to add to that, Jeff? No, I, I mean, I just want to talk briefly about the competitors. I think that there's like a bunch of different ways to provide renewable energy today. Like obviously one of the more direct ones is like work with a company, install our solar panel, and then either get that energy directly or store it into batteries or to your point, like get it as credits, which in this case you had mentioned there's these like wind farms in Texas that are providing credits off the grid. And like, I could kind of do the same, essentially. Like I'm trading, I'm like generating this energy, this clean energy, putting it into the grid and then getting credits back out to like reduce my energy bill is something that's pretty common. So a couple companies that are kind of in that similar vein are Sun Common, Sun Run and Sun Power. There's a, there's a theme here. Uh, and then obviously <laughs> I wanted to mention like traditional utility companies, like in my case, PG&E, and you mentioned there's one for Rochester and Sure, every you know everyone everywhere has has their own. Also called RG&E, which is funny. It's oh, like yeah, all yeah. the G all the GNEs. All the GNEs. <laughs> but I don't know if there's anybody that does this, which is like basically in some ways like tokenizing clean energy anywhere in this in the US and then like trading that in this sort of open market for the commodity of electricity somewhere else. Um, I, I'm not sure if there's a lot of other competitors. Are you aware of anybody else that does what Arcadia does? Not at not at Arcadia's scale. I, I think that's like mm. the most impressive thing for me as like the company for Arcadia is like the amount of how they've been able to scale through utilities. Like like I mentioned, there's like 3,300 utilities, so it's like 
you have to make handshake deals like from a business development perspective with every single one of these companies, yeah. uh, utility companies. So kudos to Arcadia for building that out. But I don't know anyone that's actually, I know there's like some companies in Texas that are like ESCOs, but that's more for like price where they're just trying mm-hmm. to say like, they're not like renewable energy only. And they're just like, Hey, like we can offer you like natural gas for a lower cost um, yeah, yeah. than you're currently getting. And Texas has like a whole different, like, spider web of issues when you talked about the electric grid especially after we saw with like the cold front that came through and just mm-hmm. really it was you know, it killed like tens of people and just really sad to see that you know infrastructure and you know with climate change we're going to see more extreme events so it's like this unfortunate negative flywheel that we're in so um yeah lots of puts and takes there but cool man well we can talk about our thoughts like i can definitely kick this off since i'm like <laughs> the guy already, yeah. yeah i'm already fanboying over this so I think like Arcadia might actually be my first five star product. I don't know if I have to, I have to like scroll through like oh, our, wow. our thing here, but oh man, I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah, man, this is gonna get the five star slap, slap for me. So yeah, boom. I'm t- I typed it. I typed it in there. So I'm gonna stick with the it's five official. star. I know on the uh, the products podcast um, spreadsheet that we had that Jeff and I have, but I, I just think it's like it's product market fit is great. You know, I think it's it's so simple and so seamless. Like you just need to type in your email and like connect your account and then they handle all of the billing Mm -hmm. you don't really have to think about it like it removes so much of the complexity of like what the heck am i looking at of like you know what a kilowatt hour is and like i'm you know on the extreme end of being an engineer and like loving this stuff and breathing this every day at work that probably with my five-star rating you can already tell that i'm jaded not jaded but like i'm on the i'm on i'm on the one end of the continuum i'll guess i'll have our listeners guess which which end that is but i I, yeah i love their product market fit i love the customer experience how seamless it is and how they try to make this transparent as possible and also from a strategy perspective like what they're trying to do and, and and grow and with renewable energy credits it was really cool to see that they strategically realized that it was um not adding new renewable energy to the grid. And so they were eventually going to run into this like problem where their recs were going to start getting more and more expensive. So mm-hmm. they just hit that head on by starting to introduce this new product called community solar where they're like, Hey, like, let's, let's get this critical mass kind of like kickstart it. You know, let's get like yeah, yeah. 60 people to say, Hey, like we're in, if you actually build it. And it's like, Oh, we got 60 people and like, let's build it. And so like now they're going to mm-hmm. start installing community solar. So I can actually see like the site that I'll be getting my, my solar energy from. So like, I like, yeah, I love this. I'm super bullish about this. So yeah, my first five-star product. Arcadia, please don't let me down. <laughs> please keep doing what you're doing. Like, don't ruin it. So yeah, I, I really, really like Arcadia. That's amazing, man. I am going to give it a pretty good score. Although like, I, admittedly, I haven't used Arcadia to the extent that you were. I was more also curious about like how uh, they make money, their business model, their mission, et cetera. I'm going to give it like a 4.5. I think that like, to your point, there's a strong par- product market fit for folks that like really care about the environment and are willing to spend the premium and then want that sort of like visibility and are able to, yeah, just like buy into better, cleaner, renewable energy. I think the problem for me is maybe not like specifically on Arcadia. To get more people to use renewable energy, there's still this like barrier of entry of, I guess like this this price barrier where like you need people to do it because it's cheaper or more convenient mm-hmm. or whatever. I I want, I'd be interested to see if Arcadia can solve that problem. And we've talked about this for other things. Like I think we talked about like impossible burgers and talking about like people not exactly. buying because they're more expensive. It's this exact same problem, right? So 
I think when it gets to the point where it's more convenient and it's better for other reasons, then people will start adopting in droves. So I'm really going to take off that half point for that. But otherwise, everything else kind of makes sense to me. Um, so 4.5 for me. I'll take it. I'll take that one as a win, man, because I was the hype man <laughs> for this. I know you were on the fence because you're like, should I do this? Because like, I know we're going to do True Bill later on. Um, yeah. I love it. Well, this is obviously a fun for me because I got to ramble for 20 minutes. So thanks for uh, thanks for bearing with me, Jeff, and our <laughs> audience, because I just had to talk Jeff's ear off about renewable energy and what drives me passion. But those are our thoughts on Arcadia, and we'd love to hear from you, our audience. So um, please continue to reach out to us. We love engaging with you know all the folks on Twitter, on Instagram, on Good Pods, all the different communities that we're, we're in. So thank you to everyone there. So you can find us at Prodex Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you get podcasts. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.